we're coming to the end. It's coming to the end. Tom Brady is saying he's getting close to actually retiring. This is something that, in all seriousness, I didn't know was for sure ever going to happen. Jack and Canned. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Jack and Canned Sports Roundtable. Joined by always Jonathan Tasman. John, how are we doing tonight, buddy? Doing good, man. See a lot of sports highlights out there in the in the world. Uh, NBA is getting a little crazy. MLB's even getting a little crazy. What uh, the one hell? Thing, one thing I do want to bring up, John, and I actually want to start us here. Yeah, is what's a up? recent quote from Tom Brady. I don't know if you've heard this or not, but Tom Brady recently had an interview where he said, "We're coming to the end. It's coming to the end." Tom Brady what? is saying he's getting close to actually retiring. This is something that, in all seriousness, I didn't know was for sure ever going to happen. I actually considered the thought that, you know what, maybe throughout the course of my entire life, Tom Brady will be playing quarterback in the NFL. Damn. I mean, unless that's some sort of, like, mind game that he's kind of playing, we're coming to the end in Tampa Bay, and then he's just going to go back to New England. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) No, I honestly, I I don't know exactly what to take from it, because also we're coming to the end doesn't necessarily say this is it. This just kind of says, like, maybe I'm in my last, you know, decade. At this point, like it, we might have another nine years of Tom Brady still. I honestly don't know, but this is a sign towards pointing at this may be the ending of the career that is Tom Brady. Dude, he's finally admitting that he's human. So that's kind of cool to see. <laughs> what, but is he? Because in all seriousness, True. he just might be sick of playing football. I'm not going to be shocked if he's just out here living until he's 164 years old. Have you seen, I know, right? Have you seen uh, the baseball card of Tom Brady that was kind of circulating around the internet world? No, I haven't. I know that he did have a potential baseball career, but I didn't see the card. Dude, just look up the card because it's like, okay, I could see him actually being in the MLB right now and making this happen (laughs) and and going at it yet again. Uh, Colbs, talking about careers that are coming to an end. Oh my God, I see the card. Yes. How's that? <laughs> How, doesn't that look real? It Well, honestly, I mean, he, I think he, I don't know if he was actually drafted in the MLB or not, but I know that he did have an actual baseball career in front of him as well. This is one of these things that's a little bit underrated about him. And I'll be the first person to say that on a football field, he looks very slow, but, and he always has, but he did actually have the athleticism to also be able to do baseball, which is not something that everybody can say. I can tell you right now, I'm pretty terrible at baseball, especially if I'm not mistaken, I believe he was an infield player and I have no skill at the infield. Dude, just to go off topic here for just a moment, uh, talking about baseball yesterday was my buddy Pete's bachelor party. And we went out to new Britain bees, which is like the, F-E-C-B-L league. So it's a whole bunch of college kids uh, playing, essentially. But, Colbs, I loved it because, dude, they can't charge regular prices for, like, a major league team. So you could get, like, a chicken sandwich and a cheeseburger for five bucks again. You could get a beer for six bucks. I was like, man, this is how a ball game should be. Yeah, anyways, that's not good at all. 
we were sitting there just reminiscing and we're like, yep, we couldn't make that throw. Yep, we couldn't do that play. Hell, we couldn't even run down the first baseline. You know, that's a nice thing with our age group is we finally come to the realization that we can't do these things. Because I can tell you 10 years ago, almost everybody we know and myself included just thought we could do these things. We're like, oh, I could do that easy. No, no, we cannot. It's ridiculous to even assume the idea that you could do any of this stuff. What professional sports athletes do on a day-to-day basis is phenomenal. It's It's incredible. It's beyond athletics. It's just pure and simply the ideology that you put into your mental game that you can day in and day out work on your craft. And it's almost like what we do where we go to work and we are the best at what it is that we do. But they don't have to sell floors or they don't have to stop people from stealing things. They can go out there and do athletic feats that neither you, I, or any of our friends could actually legitimately handle, with the exception of potentially my friend Tim with hockey. Hell yeah, man. Tim, thank you for tuning in. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to let him know. He needs to listen to us because I just assumed he was going to with that one where we said, hey, Tim, come on the pod, and then he he didn't and it's because he never listened i'm gonna have to bug him and be like hey by the way we've actually been kind of shouting you out and saying hey come on the show so you want to come on the show i mean he's like my brother i mean i might as well just ask him like hey you want to come on here yeah dude, have (laughs) him on the show man dude talking about uh going back to that topic there about tom brady kind of looking at maybe calling it an end uh, a lot of rumors going around in the sports world that Tim Tebow might be calling it an end before it even begins over there in Jacksonville. Oh, no. oh he can't play tight end? <laughs> uh, they haven't officially, you know, released their, what is it, 53-man roster in NFL Colts? Correct, yes. And, uh, in the that won't be done until right could, before the season, by the way. In the practice team, they could go in there with about 90 yeah, they go in with 90, they cut to 75, and then they cut to 53. So one of the quotes, and I don't know who it's from or what it's from. I don't know if it's from Urban Meyer himself because there's a whole bunch of different you know reports on this. But it was, <laughs> Tim Tebow is one of our 90. So I'm like, oh, all right, one of our 90. Is that number 90? Is that <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> that doesn't know, sound promising, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it John, I'm obviously not as into Tebow as you are, but as far as just a sports spectrum conversation goes, Tim Tebow is absolutely polarizing. So this is somebody that if he doesn't make this roster, there will be people that are upset by it because there's uh, there's still Tebow mania out there. It's sitting right in front of me on a camera. I can see you right now, John. You want Tim Tebow on this Jags roster. Dude, 100%. I want him on this Jack and Ken podcast too, but that's besides (laughs) the point. You know, man? Dude, so Colbs, let's before we go ahead here and break down any topics, let's go ahead and just do a little round the world out there in the sports league and see who's on top, baby. Who's on top? Who is on top, Colbs? We're going to kick it off with the MLB, man. Red Sox still on top over the Rays in the American League East. Yankees are falling behind, Colbs. They fell behind the Blue Jays. The hell? Yeah, I, I don't have anything for you. I'm sorry. I uh, I don't care. Yep, it's all right. I don't care about the NBA, so we're even. <laughs> <laughs> AL Central, 45 and 32. We got the White Sox followed by the Indians. AL West, we got the Astros and the Athletics falling right behind them. Going over to the National League, of course, the Mets are on top. NL Central, we got the Brewers. NL West, the Giants, 
with the Dodgers trailing. Now, I just want to say this. Home runs. I'm pretty sure for home run league leaders, you've heard of Vladimir Guerrero. Yes, I have. Okay. His son is in the MLB right now, and he is leading Major League Baseball with home runs with 26. Yeah. So yeah, a- Junior. I, I have heard that. Yeah. Yep, following his dad's footsteps. Same thing, Fernando Tatis Jr. It's like, what the hell's going on here? He's right behind (laughs) with freaking 25 home runs. In Otani on the Angels, just a quick shout-out to all those baseball fans. 25 home runs in a freaking ERA below three. The dude is one of the most athletic creatures on this planet. Yeah, I will say he's about the only star right now in baseball that will draw me to a television because I don't care about baseball. But when you get to see a pitcher that all of a sudden is also one of the top, I mean, at this point, we could maybe make the argument of a top five hitter in the league. Like, it's ridiculous. (laughs) I've never seen anybody that can do both this well. Oh, dude, absolutely, man. It's it's just crazy what he's doing, but uh, I just got to give a shout out Jacob Degrom and the New York Mets dominating. Yeah, that's looking good. I I've never watched any of his games, so I don't want to speak too much to it. But what I would say is, from what I hear and from what I've seen in box scores, that guy is just absolutely ripping hitters apart. Is he not? Oh yeah, he he absolutely is. He's always been freaking dirty. But, I mean, it's looking like it could be the Mets year. It's still so early in the season. It's something always has to happen to the Mets. But it's looking good. <laughs> well, that's just it. Mets fans are all sitting around going, oh, bleep, when's it going to happen? Like, because <laughs> that's what they've known for the entirety of their life outside of 86. Like, there's nothing in Mets history that suggests that they're going to continue this. But DeGrom has been, I mean, he's he's got to be like the Cy Young front runner, right? I would think so. Yeah, he's got a .69 ERA. There's still a couple of pitchers up there that would be in, in contention for that. We'll see how it goes because sometimes players, they could be really freaking good up to that all-star break, and then afterwards, boom, it goes down. That's the other thing, man. That that season has to get cut down. It's ridiculous. Yes. 162 games is just too many games. There, there's it, such it, a it, thing, and that's where it exists because I think in the NBA and the NHL where you have 82 games – I do think it might be a little excessive, but I'm okay with it. I can't. That's half the reason I can't get into baseballs. What am I going to do for watching a 162 game regular season? I'm out of it at that point. I'm like, I, I don't care. My interest is anywhere except here. I wonder how many marriages have survived and been ruined because of Major League Baseball season. Because it's like, all right, honey. Going to the game, you know it's at guaranteed at least 80-something home games a year. So (laughs) it's like, oh, thank God, it's my alone time. Or, oh, I'm going – you know, this is just – is not working out on our relationship dynamic, and then, boom, they call it off. Yeah, I mean, I could picture that. I mean, it's not easy to keep a long-distance relationship. Granted, I think I would be fine doing it because me and Michelle are adult enough that we would be able to just not partake in doing other stuff when we're away from home. But, I I mean, these guys, they got a lot (laughs) more money than I do. Yeah, they're diehards, man. Like, you you see them, like, in a freaking airport just flying around. Oh, you're with the team? Nah, I'm a fan. It's like, what? Who oh, has that yeah. kind of money? Oh, that, yeah, that's another thing, too. Yeah, as far as the fanship goes. I thought you were talking about the players themselves. Yeah, as far as the fans, I mean, those guys. No, the fans. Go, yeah, the guys that go to all the games, they, those guys are nut jobs. 
That's what I mean by the marriages, uh, the marriages surviving I from the fans. I thought you were talking about players. I apologize. Oh, yeah. I misread you. Oh, no. Yeah, man. Just imagine all those fans. It's like, honey, I'm going to the game. Just got out of work. I'm going to the goddamn game. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking you know of games, John, we're we're yeah. going to a Giants-Eagles game. in Or a Jets-Eagles game, right? December 15th. December 5th, I thought. December 15th, I thought. But anyways. Yeah, either way, like we're going to a football game. Me and John are joining up with the guys from Breaking Down the Tape to go see a football game in December. So we're going to put it at that. We're not exactly sure who's playing evidently because I thought it was the Jets, but now I'm not sure because they're Jets fans. And I know it was against the Eagles, whoever it was. It's at MetLife. We're going to have fun with that. And we'll make sure to actually do some coverage on this. Unlike John's birthday that I promised like a million things and we still haven't gotten any payoff. <laughs> we'll get there though. But um, yes. So go check it out. Check out the boys from Breaking Down the Tape. They got it tagged all over the social media. They actually ended up creating an event for it. So if you are interested, come and hang out with us. That's what we got to say. We're going to be cooking up some burgers, dogs, drinking some beers, of course. It's going to be a freaking blast. But, Colbs, with that said here, transitioning over to your topic, the one that you love, the NBA. What the hell? The Suns? It is their year. It's their freaking year. So before we dive in. Hang on, before we dive in for all those sports fans like myself that don't know what the hell's going on, okay, it's game three right now as we record tonight here, Sunday, June 27th, uh, the Bucks and Hawks are going to be playing there at 8.30 p.m. tonight. Which is right so, just now. Yep, so that series is one and one. We got uh, game five with the Clippers and Suns. Now, Coles, the reason why I said the Suns, man, I think it's got to be their year. Now I'm rooting for them. Well, them and the Bucks, and well, really in the Hawks too, but they're the teams that are still healthy. So the Clippers, it's been the Paul George experience. And without Kawhi, it's just not the same team. And one thing that I wanted to bring to your attention, John, and to our audience is that Paul George is now third all time in playoff games shooting under 25%. He has now had 10 games that he has shot under 25% in a playoff game. So when you hear about the stigma oh. of Paul George not being able to come through in the playoffs, that's exactly where it stems from. When he plays playoff games, he plays lesser than he does in the regular season. Now, I know I was singing his praises about a week ago because he was looking phenomenal. And I don't want to overblow this stat that I just laid out for you because I do have a feeling that part of this is just – the fact that it's him and some guys. The only other guy that he's really got out there with him right now is, oddly enough, Reggie Jackson, who <laughs> Reggie Jackson, I have always thought was better than he was portrayed, but it's basically been Paul George and Reggie Jackson. And then you got guys like Zubak out there, and it's like, well, I mean, you're not going to get much out of that. So when you look at the Clippers, they're somewhat of a depleted roster. Chris Paul has come back. So the Suns are going to end up cruising through this series, and they're going to end up in the NBA Finals facing the winner of Milwaukee and Atlanta. The thing that's really shocking to me, John, is that Atlanta keeps doing it. And I'm getting a little yeah. bit sick of it, to be honest, because I don't think that their team is what should be considered the top level of the NBA. Mm. But they still have just as legitimate a chance as Milwaukee at this point, not just because the series is 1-1, but because they are playing just as well as Milwaukee. 
Now, at the beginning of the season, or even halfway into the season, once we kind of saw the landscape of what the teams were, I thought that we were going to be looking at Philly and Brooklyn as our teams, and they were the one and two seeds, uh, respectfully. Now, Brooklyn ended up getting just overcome by injuries towards the end. I honestly think Brooklyn is in the NBA Finals probably already, if not for all their injuries. But with the injuries that they succumbed to, we end up with a with a series that has now Milwaukee and Atlanta to face more likely than not Phoenix. And this is going to be one of the most lowest rated NBA finals as far as a viewing standpoint goes in the history of the NBA, because nobody's going to care except people like me that are very into the NBA, because I want to watch Chris Paul potentially win his first title because Chris Paul has been an amazing point guard his entire career. This isn't something that's just said. This isn't something that's just spoken into word. He has been one of the best point guards of all time. A lot of people put him top five. I have a right about at that border. Now, the one thing that really solidifies you in this particular business is winning a championship. There's never been anything other than winning championships that about 90% of sports fans care about. That's why Charles Barkley was one of the best power forwards of all time. A lot of people look at it and go, well, he never won a title. Carl Malone, one of the best power forwards of all time. Well, he never won a title. It's not that they weren't great players. And when I say great, I mean literally top five all-time talents yeah. at that position. <clears throat> and both of those are at that position specifically with power forward. John, take over. I have to cough. <clears throat> Dude, I want to take <laughs> there you go, Colbs. Freaking award-winning show, hacking on the show. Uh, Colbs, real quick, I just want to say this. Uh, for those fans that really don't know too much about Chris Paul's career, he started back in 2005. Now, 16.1 points a game he was averaging back then. 16.4 points a game here in this season. So, dude, I got to say, he's still performing pretty damn good. Well, that's the thing about Chris Paul's. He's never been one of these guys because, for example, let's just – Use for an example here, Elgin Baylor, who was a great player in the 60s. He averaged 27.1 points per game throughout his career. So you look at that and you immediately go, whoa, George Gervin, another guy from way back in the day, he averaged over, over 27. You look at guys like Kobe LeBron. I, I think Kobe averaged 25, right about 25, and LeBron to like 26 and change. So you look at these guys, and they're scoring all these points per game, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris Paul didn't score much per game, but similar to that of like a Magic Johnson that also didn't score a lot of game. When you look at the assist numbers and the control that they had with the teams that they were on as far as winning goes, and that's been the ultimate argument against Chris Paul is that they've never gone all the way. So with Magic Johnson, they got to do it numerous times, but he also had James Worthy and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean, that, that's that's Great huge help. Guys. Yeah, exactly. So when you're the guy that dishes the ball and that's your two options to go to, of course it's going to go well. Chris Paul's never quite had that. He had, at one point, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. I mean, that's fine. They're, they're good players, but that's not <laughs> what just brings you to a title, the scoring of Blake Griffin. Like, that's never going to win an NBA championship. Dude, all I'm saying is I think it's going to tune in or I think a lot of those like not really diehard NBA fans that know Chris Paul just because he's been in the league forever will tune in to the NBA championship if he's in it. Just no, I, I agree. 
I think that, for example, like Michelle doesn't know anybody since about the time that Chris Paul got drafted. She pretty much knows nobody. But if I go downstairs and I'm like, hey, I want to watch one of the NBA Finals games down here. It's going to be Chris Paul. She might not go upstairs to watch something else. She might watch a game or two with me because that's that's cool. She knows who that is. And that's that's the main difference maker. And this is big for Chris Paul. This is his shot. This is his eight mile opportunity, if you will, you know, oh, yeah, because man. he hasn't ever had this. He's he's always been a, a player that I mean, the other time that he had anything is when he was with James Harden in Houston. And even though that team was stacked, yeah, Chris Paul himself ended up getting hurt. And then the Golden State Warriors did what they do. And they just beat down what was left of the Rockets at that point. Yeah, that for for a couple of years there was Golden State in the Rockets. That was the biggest pieces of communication in all of sports. Oh, no, no, no. It was the Golden State Cleveland Finals that you knew was coming every year because LeBron was on the East Coast there tearing up everybody with regardless of who he had as his teammates. Now, oh, John, one thing that I need to bring up while we're on this particular part of the conversation, Scottie Pippen recently came out and made a uh, – Scotty Pippen always goes back and forth who he thinks the best player of all time is. And he will sit there and tell you some days he'll just be like, no, it's Jordan, hands down, it's Jordan, hands down. And then other days he'll tell you a reason why LeBron is the best player. So I don't know what Scotty actually thinks. It's kind of weird. But <laughs> Scotty recently had a had a quote, and he was actually talking about Kevin Durant, and he had mentioned that Kevin Durant doesn't have what LeBron has. And when asked about it, he goes, well, Kevin Durant never won a title with no teammates. He always had a lot of help. And although that's true, what he said is, well, LeBron did it without any help. Now, the championship that he's talking about, because he did mention exactly which one it was, he was talking about the 2016 championship that LeBron had. And in that particular season, LeBron had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. So, Neither of them made the all-star team that particular year, but they were both all-stars at some point. And Kyrie Irving, by the way, had a, had like two 40 point games in that final series. So I, I don't really think that that has any credence that LeBron had no help. Now, you know, I love LeBron more than anybody in this world. I, I literally have in front of me an action figure of him and a stuffed LeBron doll thing. So there's nobody that loves LeBron more than I love LeBron but I can't sit here and say that he didn't have help in 2016. And also granted, I don't disagree with this point against Kevin Durant because I don't think Kevin Durant has exactly what LeBron has. And I don't think he could will a team to a championship without the help that he's had with guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. But to say that LeBron didn't have any, I mean, that's, that's going a little far. Yeah, maybe in LeBron's early years, right, Colbs? I mean, oh, yeah, but he didn't win any titles then. He made it to one finals in 07 and got swept by the Spurs. It was him oh. and guys like Eric Snow and I think Mo Williams yep. was on there, Big Z. <laughs> like, it was it wasn't great. LeBron dragged them to the finals. But beyond that, and granted, in 2015, when LeBron played against the Warriors in the finals, it was LeBron versus the Warriors, and he brought it to six games because Kyrie Irving went out in game one with an injury, and Kevin Love had been hurt since the first round of the playoffs. So it was LeBron and Matthew Dellavedova, who I like to call Dele. 
<laughs> For some reason I break out the big uh the fat bastard Austin. accent when I do that. <laughs> yeah, from Austin Powers. Daily. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. Well, hey, we got a few more minutes left on here. I want to transition over to the NHL. Holy freaking crap. The Islanders didn't get it done. 1-0 game, Kolb? 1-0 though like <laughs> end the series like 1-0 you have no idea how excited i am to watch this nhl stanley cup championship john because we have what is my second favorite team in tampa and i know i rooted against them in round 1 because i really wanted the florida panthers to just have it happen strictly for mike ryan at the dan levitard show that was the only reason but <laughs> since they got past that i mean tampa's been my second favorite team since I moved up here, and that's been 15 years. So Tampa, I've been rooting for them since Boston went out, right? And now we have them against the Boston Bruins' most hated rival and the Montreal Canadiens. You bet your ass I will be watching all of these finals games, and Tampa is going to run train on these MFers. <laughs> I had to catch myself. Just, we're still technically a clean episode. So, <laughs> ladies and gents, take this moment here as we record this Sunday. This is Sunday, June twenty seventh. This will be released tonight. Write to us. Let us know who do you think is going to win this series? Because tomorrow's game one. It starts at eight p.m. Canadians and Lightning. Goals. Oh, it's my game one. Tomorrow. Game's not till eight forty. I'm going to miss a good chunk of this game. See, I had to correct you because I know that you have those retail hours. So you're going to no, miss No, no, no. This chunk. is because of softball. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Actually, now that I say that, I'm also working late Tuesday and Wednesday. So I, I bet Wednesday is going to be game two. I'll probably catch Wednesday is. Wednesday I'll probably is have to get two. in for the second period. So do you have any predictions or thoughts from your end, Colbs? of what the series is going to look like, any key players, or even do you think it's going to be as bold as saying a clean sweep? Tampa and five, Kucherov MVP. Wow. 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 All right. That's bold. That's bold. So, ladies and gents, let us know. JackedInCand at gmail.com. Actually, you know what? Just send us an audio clip. If you want to go against Kolb and you want to pull a Jacoby Darandini, light him up. <laughs> let us know what you want to – let us know who that you guy. think is going to win it. Yeah, we'll do a little listener segment, so definitely go ahead and send it in. We want to hear, and uh, heck, we'll have to get Tim on here. Tim is Mr. NHL. It's time. It's, it's, it's it is Tim Cole. time. It's Tim time. Yes. yes. So <clears throat> with that said, Coles, I think we're pretty much at our time now. I'm going to end this episode here with a little teaser. Have you ever heard of the professor in basketball, Coles? Yeah. All right. Ladies and gents, we're going to talk a little bit about Professor on our regular episode. So make sure that you check it out. I got some interesting questions. When I was it comes really to that. hoping you were going to say we're bringing him on. I would love to talk to that guy. <laughs> Dude, you never know. Maybe we can. So with that said, Colbs, shut it down the way you know how to, homie. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Jacked and Canned. This was Jacked and Canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Jacked and Can. Presented by No One.